0: this is something we do every year where we go a little more topical and we talk about important things that the Bible talks but we don't necessarily have a chapter and verse we don't necessarily have a book but we have just themes that we say the Bible teaches these four core values, authentic relationships around Jesus, audacious faith in Jesus, life transformation through Jesus bold proclamation through Jesus and every year we go through those and we talk to you about those and now we get to do what is my favorite thing because we get to go back to a text we get to tie ourselves to a book we get to look at God's I'm so excited to dig into Galatians. Uh, We believe at Trademark that the Bible is the word of God. That when we read the Bible, it's like we're reading God speaking to us. He speaks to a certain culture and a certain place. And so we work to accurately interpret what God is speaking in the books of the Bible. We want to understand what God spoke to the people. They were originally written to, and we believe that when we understand what God was speaking to those people, we can interpret it and we can hear God speaking to us today. And so, my goal tonight, and our goal every time we study the Bible, is we want to hear God speak to us. So, we don't just study this book because it's a historical book, although it is. We don't just study this book because it is a life-transforming, powerful book, although it is. We don't just study this book because it's a religious text, although it is. We study this book because we believe that as we read the words of Scripture, we can actually hear God speaking to us today. Many of you have at different times in your life wondered, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear God speak to me? I hear pastors say all the time, God told me this, that, and the other thing.
1: And let me tell you, tonight you're going to hear God speak. The book of Galatians. Every time you open your
0: Bible, God is speaking to you. The Bible is a unified story that points to Jesus. So every time we read the Bible, we're trying to find what it says about Jesus, how it points to Jesus, how it teaches us about Jesus, because Jesus is our King, Jesus is our Lord, Jesus is our Savior, and when we understand the message of Jesus, we can understand how we should live today in our lives. And So what we're going to seek to do over the next four weeks, we're going to study four books of the Bible, one book each week, Yes, that's pretty ambitious, but uh, we just want to give you a general overview of some books from the New Testament. This is part of our ongoing three-year series. We started two and a half years ago in Genesis 1-1, and now we're in the Book of Galatians. Yeah, give it up. We're making progress. Some of you have been here this whole time, and you you just slugged through us when we went with Genesis for three or four months. When we were in Judges for two months, we spent the book of Kings, and now we've made it to Galatians, and we're going to do this entire book of the Bible in one night. I know you don't believe I can, but we're going to do it. All of Galatians. So over the next four weeks, we're studying what are called in more academic or formal terms, the Pauline epistles. These are just letters written by Paul. Letters written by Paul. Paul is a Jewish leader. He was heavily persecuting Christians, very against Jesus, had wanted nothing to do with the people of God, wanted nothing to do with the message of God, And he was set against destroying the church. He wanted to destroy Christians everywhere. God shows up. I don't think I hit record. Make sure I did that. Here we go. God shows up in Paul's life and he radically transforms his life. You can read about this in Acts chapter 9 if you're so inclined. God shows up in his life, changes his mind, changes his life, makes him a brand new, different person. And Paul becomes a pillar of the church. He just becomes this incredible man of God who is building the church, who's writing letters left and right, planting churches all throughout uh, Asia Minor, which is kind of modern day Turkey and Palestine and that whole region. Paul is all over there in every city and every town, planting churches, preaching the gospel, speaking the good news. And he writes letters to these churches after he leaves to encourage them and build them up. And so we're going to study four of these letters. These letters are Paul's application of the gospel message to each church in its local context. So Paul goes, he tells them the story of Jesus. He tells them, much like you would have heard last week if you were here, that Jesus is the saving king of the world. That he is the the coming king who fulfills biblical prophecy. That he died to to, to take away all of our sin, to, to... Forgive us, and now Jesus is ruling and reigning over all the universe as King. And here's how this applies to your life today. That's what each book of these letters are. Each of these letters are. Here's how the story of Jesus applies to your life in your church. And so, as we read these letters, just a few notes, and these are going to be helpful for us over the next few weeks. When we read these letters, we need to remember that we're only seeing part of a conversation. So sometimes these letters can be confusing because we'll read things and it'll be like, what the heck does that mean? There's not really any explanation here. I don't really understand what's going on here. And the reason is because we're reading part of a conversation. It's like if you just grabbed your friend's phone and read all the text messages they sent to you and didn't read any of the ones that they received from you. It'd be kind of a confusing conversation. There's just some things that happen and it's kind of weird and confusing and This is what it's like when we're reading these letters. We're reading half of a conversation, so we need to remember that. And so we have to kind of try to understand, well, what is the bigger context? What's going on here? These letters are meant to be read and interpreted as a whole, not in bits and pieces. A lot of times we'll look at these and we'll say, well, I just love this one verse out of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it's so powerful and life-changing. But if we're really going to understand what that verse means... We need to read it in the whole context of the letter. What is Paul saying in the beginning? What is Paul saying at the end? You wouldn't open a letter from your friend or a text message from your friend and go halfway through the message and then just grab a sentence and then say, well, that's what they're saying to me. Because that text message could be saying something entirely different. You understand how this works. The same thing when we're reading a book or when we're reading anything, we can't just grab a sentence, but we need to read the whole thing in order to understand and so what I'm going to encourage you to do is to read the whole book of Galatians sometime this week. It takes about 20 minutes. That's not that long. Some of you guys have spent far more than 20 minutes on far less productive things. So I would encourage you, read the book of Galatians. I did this Monday morning just to test it make sure it was doable. And I did it within my morning devotion time and I had time to spare. So you can do this, you can read Galatians, find a version that is understandable to you, you don't have to read it in some really high level English, you can read it in the New Living Translation which just breaks it all down and makes it easy. You can also read it in the English Standard Version which makes it much, much more in depth. You can read this, understand it, but read this whole book because it is good stuff. These letters are meant to be read out loud and passed around. So what would happen when this letter arrived at a church, a man would come with this letter. He would stand before the whole church and he would read it, start to finish, out loud in this kind of dramatic oratory performance. I kind of wanted to do that tonight. I won't do that to you. You're welcome. But, But when you read this, you should read it out loud and you should get dramatic with it. You should have fun with it because that's how it was meant to be read. So that's what these letters are. If you have more questions about that, we can talk about that at a later time, but I just wanna give you kind of a brief overview. What we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna anchor ourselves in one passage of Galatians, and we're gonna take a 20,000 foot view of the letter and try to look at the whole thing. What's Paul arguing? What's he saying? What's going on? So that when you read it on your own, tomorrow or this weekend, you will have an understanding of, okay, here's what Paul is arguing. Because you understand this whole big picture Things just begin to fall into place and make a lot more sense. Once you understand the whole message, you can read this letter and you'll be like, oh, I get it. That's what he's saying. So, without further ado, let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 through 14, and then we will dive in and talk about this text a little bit. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 through 14. And and as we read that, you might have been confused by a few words and terms and kind of the argument. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break this down. We're going to try to understand what is this message of Galatians. So every letter has a background. When you understand the background, the letter makes more sense. And this is common sense. When I send a text to my friend, there's a reason for that text. So if we're gonna understand what's going on in Galatians, we need to understand the people that it's written to and we need to understand the occasion and the purpose that it's written for. The people and the purpose. So so here's here's the people, the setting. This is a letter from Paul to several churches in the region of Galatia. It's a region in modern-day Turkey. It's called Asia Minor in Bible times, and Paul is writing this to multiple churches in the area, and so one church is going to receive the letter. It's going to be read aloud, and they're going to pass it on to the next church where it's going to get read and go on to the next church, and it's going to circulate through this whole